Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Frank Dix, coming to you from Seattle, Washington. I just wanted to say uh, stay tuned and listen to Justin Ray Harvey's show. He's one of my great students. Guy fights to survive every day, like the theme song of the movie I'm famous for, Bloodsport, which is based on my life. So stay tuned and enjoy. Hi, this is David Wirth. I was the director of photography on Bloodsport and the director of Kickboxer, launching the career of Jean-Claude Van Damme. You're listening to Justin Ray Harvey. Hi, my name is Colleen Hendry, the Senior Product Manager for Dragon at Nuance Communications, and you're listening to one of our favorite Dragon customers, Justin Ray Harvey. Enjoy. Hi, this is Lola Weiser from the early show with Rick and Lola on 103CIR, and you're listening to Justin Ray Harvey on J-Ray Radio. Hey, if you want to stay up on sports, if you want to stay up on what's going on, you got to listen to J-Ray Radio. This is Blackhawk Walters, the four-time world kickboxing champion. Hey, this is Blackhawk Walters, the four-time world kickboxing champion. Listen, I want you to listen to my hero, Justin Ray Harvey. Hey, everybody. This is Chris Richardson of Six Dream Revolver, and you listen to my good friend, Justin Ray Harvey, on J-Ray Radio. This is Gordon Rikusa, author of Shidoshi, The Four Ways of the Corpse, and The Five Principles of Everything. Getting my facts straight from Justin Ray Harvey. This is Stan Bush. I sing Fight to Survive in the movie Bloodsport. You're listening to Justin Ray Harvey. Hi, this is Tony Luke Jr., a.k.a. Joey the Nail Nardone, and you're listening to Justin Ray Harvey. Hey, everyone, it's Rick Reiser from Today's at Music 103CIR in Beckley, West Virginia. You're listening to my boy Justin Ray Harvey on J. Ray Radio. Hi, I'm Tony Luke Jr., also known as Joey the Nail. Please follow my friend Justin Ray Harvey on Facebook, Twitter, and Skype. His tag is at Justin Harvey. He's a great guy. I follow him, and I know you'll enjoy following him, too. Hi, this is Peter Mahoney, Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer at Nuance Communications. I'm also known as the Dragon Dictator. You're listening to Justin Ray Harvey. To reach Justin Harvey's studio line, please call 818-532-9762. Hi, this is Raven Kane, the co-founder of Pain, Progressive Action, Immediate Neutralization, and the singer-songwriter for the new record called Six String Revolver. You're listening to my good friend Justin Ray Harvey. He's a fellow martial artist and a good man. And if you even consider turning the show off, I'll come through this internet connection and choke your ass out. Yes, we are live on J-Ray Radio. I am your host, Justin Ray Harvey, and I have a wonderful, wonderful show planned for you uh, this evening. Um, let me go back to my Facebook notes. I was supposed to have 
Bruce Hart Jr. of the of the um, Hart family on my show today, and unfortunately, he may not make the show. So let me read um, uh, who's going to be on the show real quick. Um, possibly, we're going to have um, Tori Hart of the Hart family and um, Timmy Rich. So uh, we expect uh, Timmy to call in, so let's see if we can't see who is on the line right now and get them on the air. Hey, how's it going, Justin? It's Tim here. Hey, Tim. How's it going, my friend? I'm always doing good. Always doing good. How are you this evening? Doing good, and I appreciate you waiting on hold, you know, this entire time for my intro to play and and everything I needed to play in my show. So I appreciate your patience. Oh, no worries. No worries. So, Tori, uh, he was actually not able to make it as well. Tori and Bruce, they got caught up in getting around the city, stuck in traffic. I'm not sure what's happening, but you only have me for today. I'm sorry that they can join me as well. Well, that's okay, my friend, because we can also we can also reschedule. And I was planning on I was planning on doing a solo show with you anyway. So, because uh, me and the first time me and you talked the other day, we had a we had a wonderful, great conversation about wrestling, and until uh, so my phone died, unfortunately. So. Yeah, we did have a great talk. I quite enjoyed that, Justin. So, uh, absolutely. And uh, before we before we get into the wrestling, if you don't mind, um, can can you tell my audience a little bit about your uh, martial arts background because it is oh, considered sure. a martial arts show as well. So. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I do wrestling here at. Uh, the Hart Brothers University, but before I went to Thailand for two months and I learned the art of Muay Thai and I haven't been practicing it too much, but it is definitely one of my passions and I absolutely love kickboxing. I love Muay Thai. I love uh, everything about martial arts. It's very close to me and I really love all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, How how did you get inspired to do martial arts? What inspired you to, to get into all that? Um, it was always one of the things I found quite interesting in the art of combat, I guess, uh, to put it mm-hmm. like that. But when I was mm-hmm. in Thailand, I had the opportunity was right there, and Muay Thai started in Thailand, and it's uh, based completely out of Thailand. And I thought if I was going to learn it, might as well go to the very roots of which it came from. So when I was in Thailand, I had the opportunity right in front of me, then Muay Thai Chinark, uh, Sutan Chin. He was, I believe, three or four-time Muay Thai championship out of all of Thailand, and he runs uh, Muay Thai training camp uh, in mm-hmm. Copenhagen, Thailand. And I went to Copenhagen, went to visit it, such a beautiful island, beautiful place, awesome people. Then I saw a big sign uh, for Muay Thai, and I saw Chin there with his belt, and I was like, you know what, I um, may only be here once, i got to take this up, and I joined Muay Thai, got trained under his belt, and um, hopefully, hopefully, uh, in the next few years here, I'm going to go back to Thailand and hopefully get in a Muay Thai fight in Thailand. Well, um, 
I'd like to mention, too, that um, my martial arts teacher um, went to Thailand um, on many occasions and, and fought Muay Thai. And I think he was, um, I'm, I'm not sure if he was the first, but he was one of the first uh, Caucasian Muay Thai fighters that actually fought some of the guys. So, oh, wow, good for him. So, but, um, <coughs> okay, let's, let's, uh, let's move on. Um, with the wrestling and stuff, um, we can start this anywhere. Like, when did you, you know, first get inspired to wrestle, and you know, where are you planning on going? Because I, I know, I know, as a wrestling fan as I am, I know the biggest goal right now would be like, you know, WWE, which I knew it as WWF when when I was growing up. So. Uh. Well, what inspired me to do it, I was uh, 18 years old. I just graduated out of high school. Then I became really good friends with Tori Hart, uh, son of Bruce Hart, uh, brother Brett Hart, I guess, if you draw the line up. Then I became really good friends with Tori. Then his dad came up to me, and he's like, oh, yeah, we're doing a wrestling show out in British Columbia, Canada. Would you like to be a part of it? And he gave me that opportunity, then I was like, okay, yeah, maybe we'll give it a try, see if I like it, and I got my first match there, and after my first match, it really inspired me, it was one of the greatest moments of my life, being in the ring for the first time, and I'm actually standing in the ring in which I fought on when I was in British Columbia, I'm standing in it right now, which is pretty cool. Wow. But after that moment, it, I figured out my calling, like, that was it, that was what I love doing, I love being in the ring, I love training, I love the whole lifestyle of being a wrestler, uh, being fit, always trying to better yourself, and I absolutely love it. And it was about at that point which I inspired me to wrestle when I was 18, and I'm 22 years old now. And as long as my body is able to wrestle, wrestle, I will be doing it my whole life. Oh, absolutely. I mean, are, are you... Are you the type of um, wrestler that would take high risk at any cost, or, or are you are you being taught to be more uh, to be more safe? Because I think me and you had a conversation on the phone that um, you know these wrestlers take these high risks, and their career is not as long as someone that's you know a lot safer and doesn't you know do all the ac- acrobatics and dangerous stuff. So. Yeah, I was telling you that, and I completely believe that as well. If you want to have a good wrestling career, and if you're doing a triple moonsault off a ladder through a table, you're going to hurt your body, you're going to damage yourself, and you can only do that for so long. And I am able to do high spots, and I am able to do the dangerous moves, and I find it quite fun. But for my own safety and for my own body and for the sake of the rest of my career, I choose when... I do a high-risk move at the right time, and if the moment's right, I'll do it, but I will not go out there and put myself in dangerous situations. I'd rather stick to old-school wrestling, like mat wrestling, amateur wrestling, and the technical moves, like, and all that. I'm more of an old-school style of wrestler. I'm not so much in the Jeff Hardy or, the, or some of those other guys who do high-risk moves. Mm-hmm. It's very entertaining to watch, but Cause, cause yeah, I mean, it's very like, interesting. Mick Foley, 
he was very, with his stuff, he was very dangerous, but he gave the fans exactly what they wanted, you know? And then yeah. some. So. Well, Mick Foley is a legend. Like, I'm a huge fan of him and what he's done for this sport. I completely respect him, but it sucks he can't wrestle now. I believe he damaged himself too much doing some of the things with the Hell in the Cell match against uh, Undertaker going through the cage and uh, getting thrown off the Hell in the Cell. Like, that's so dangerous. And if you land wrong and if you hurt yourself, like, that's it. You're done. You can't wrestle anymore. Like, doctors will write that note saying you're not allowed to go in the ring and you can't do it. So, as I said, completely the most utmost respect for Mick Foley, but um, sad to see his career got ended too short for doing risky moves that, personally, I think he could have avoided not doing. Well, absolutely. And uh, I, I just I just wanted to ask you, um, did you ever have the chance to meet Owen Hart? Owen Hart, um, you know what? I did not. And that's quite upsetting because out of all my wrestlers, I love Owen. He's my favorite wrestler by far. He is the one wrestler who can actually say he gave wrestling everything he had. And he truly did. Wow. And rest in peace. Uh, absolutely. I, like I said, I... Um, I have a lot of love and respect for the Hart family, and you know, it's I love them to death, and it's it's a dream come true for me to know to know people like them now, and to know people like you as well. So, it's oh, thank you so much for me. So, yeah, the Hart family and I we've gotten really close over the years, and ever since I met the Hart family, they took me in, they took care of me. And I have nothing but the utmost respect for them. And they're the greatest people I have gotten to know in my entire life. So, wow. we're very, all of us, we are so glad that you're really supporting us, Justin. And we love that you're our fan. You're awesome. Thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure. And um, I, I really enjoyed having, I really enjoyed having uh, Bruce, Bruce Hart Sr. on the show. And, um. I hope to have him back on the show in the near future um, because he is a very intelligent man. I mean, if you sit down and listen to what he has to say, he he's very intelligent. He truly is. Like I, I can't believe I got blessed to be taken under his wing and to get trained by him personally. He is mm-hmm. trained some of the best athletes that step foot on this planet. He has trained a few of the world's strongest men like Bill Kazmaier, Ted Arcidi, and he got to train and work with Owen Hart, Bret Hart, Brian Pillman, Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, just to name a few, and they all came out of Stampede Wrestling. They all came out of the Hart Dungeon. And Bruce, he, working with all those guys, he gained so much knowledge and so much intelligence through wrestling it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like I have not been able to ask him one question like about wrestling that he doesn't know. Like he knows it all, everything about the sport and it I'm very, very blessed to be working with such a man at such a wrestler at his level. Wow. Um and, and have you had a opportunity to uh talk with Bret Hart yet or has that uh, not uh, I've met yeah. him a couple times, like, but it was I never really got to sat down, get to 
really, really talk with him. I shook his hand a few times. I ran into him uh, at the Smashing Pumpkins concert, said uh, hi to him, but that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm sure he doesn't even remember it, but that's okay. But hopefully I could get in contact with Brett, and hopefully I could work with him one of these times for sure. Well, I I do know that um, he's had a couple strokes, and my heart goes out to him as well. So he, yeah, his health has been kind of up and down. So yeah, so yeah, as in, I really old. Well. So. Yeah, and thank you for that. And yeah, I only wish Brett like safe recovery, and hopefully his health is doing better. And I only hope the best for him. Oh, absolutely, and uh, let me let me get your opinion on something, um, because there's there's a lot of people that say that, you know, that it's not real wrestling, and then you got people that love it. What do you think of backyard wrestling? Uh, whoever says it's fake, all I know is that every single one of my matches were completely real, and mm-hmm. it's if you get picked up and you get slammed, it hurts. And every single match, it isn't predetermined. I go out there and I try and win every single fight. It isn't a match. It isn't wrestling. It is a legit fight where they use weapons and they use tables. It's modern-day gladiators. It's not fake. (laughs) And anyone who disagrees, I will be more than happy to let them know. Like, it isn't. Living proof. (laughs) Absolutely, because I can concur with you. Because even though I have a disability... I've been in um, two championship matches before, so yeah, I know I know somewhat of what it's like to be in the ring. Maybe not the high risk of what you guys do because of my limitations, but as far as mat work and stuff goes, yes, I I do know what it's like. So yes, it, it just kills me when people say, "Oh, wrestling's fake." You know, it just that just it, kills me. It, 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 it doesn't make them bad, but it very, very irritates me because they think they know everything and they've never been in a ring, never been in a match, and they don't know what it's like. So everyone who says it's fake, they haven't done it, they haven't seen, or they haven't really seen it, I guess, and they haven't seen the old school matches. And uh, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but I wish people were open to see that it's not a work, it's not fake. And trust me, nuts. It really does. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Trust me, I I know because I've like I said, I've been in two different battles, and I wouldn't change it for anything in the world because cause like like I said, eventually I would love to see like a wrestling league for um, uh, the disabled. Even I think that would be that would be awesome. So. Yeah, I know, uh, what was that one wrestler? I think, was it Zach Gowan, who only had one leg, who was wrestling for a bit? Yeah, it was, it was Zach Gowan, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zach Gowan, like, he came into the WWE, um, so sad that he didn't have a long career, but with one leg, he was doing backflips off the top, and he was wrestling, like, such a huge inspiration, like, I'm a huge fan of him, and I wish he was still in the WWE today, because he... I have to say he's one of my inspirations. If he can do a backflip off the top rope with one leg mm-hmm. with that disability, my man, like, mm-hmm. kudos, a hat's off to you. 
And, yeah, I'm sad he only had a short career. It was only, like, a year, two years. I wish they would have kept him for longer, for sure. Oh, yeah. And uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on um, TNA wrestling, what your thoughts were on TNA. Uh, TNA has some of my favorite wrestlers, period. They have Jeff Hardy. They have Kurt Angle. They have the Dudley Brothers. And TNA is hardcore. (laughs) Like, it's real deal, legit, like, tough people are in the TNA wrestling, and I'm a big fan of it. I love watching it. Very entertaining, and even if I can go to TNA and wrestle for them, I would absolutely love it. It'd be a dream come true. TNA, WWE, oh. or Japan. <laughs> oh, absolutely, and um, I've actually heard, which I don't know if this is true or not, but I've actually heard in Japan, in some of those matches, the root that ring actually explodes afterwards. Uh, It would not surprise me, but I can't confirm or deny it because I I don't know. I haven't heard. But would it surprise me? No. I can substantiate that as well, but that's just what I've heard. Yeah. (laughs) As I said, it wouldn't surprise me at all in the least, but I I can't confirm it, so (laughs) I'm not sure. Yeah. I would just tell my listeners, if you're interested in knowing the truth about that, as far as wrestling wrestling goes, research it on the Internet and see what you can find. So. And if you do find it out, please let me know. <laughs> Tim Richardson, uh, give me the Spotlight Rich. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, absolutely. And, um, y- you know, I also wanted to get your thoughts on something else, too, because I know that... Um, you know, Vince McMahon bought, you know, he bought ECW, and then he bought WCW. Do you think he should have uh, done something with WCW? Because it seems like he just kind of kept it closed, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, when Vince McMahon bought ECW, and when he bought WCW, he totally did a monopoly. He just had the money, and he bought all of it, and... If he has the money and he's able to do it, good for him. Like, congrats. I wish I had the money to do that as well. But I really wish he would have kept WCW and ECW as their own shows. And with his promoting skills, he owns WWE, one of the best companies in the entire planet, to work for. And he's done very well for himself. He could have taken those three promotions and he could have kept them going, kept it alive, like all three of them, ECW, WWE, and WCW. And they kind of just Absolutely. slowly slipped away and disappeared. That, that's like, that would have made, like, the, um, at the at the end of the year, that would have made the draft more interesting instead of just having Rollins back down. You could make different superstars go to ECW or go to WCW. Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't even had... think about that, and that'd be sweet. Like, <laughs> if Randy Orton got switched to WCW and Rey Mysterio went back to ECW and whatnot and mm-hmm. have different titles and maybe have one night where all the heavyweight champions from each promotion have a triple threat match, winner gets all the titles, something like that. They could have done so much with that. Made it so interesting. Oh, but... oh, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So... And, and what, what this younger generation doesn't realize is, like, 
Even though Vince McMahon owns ECW, ECW was more extreme before. Um, oh, Vince McMahon, McMahon owned it. it. Absolutely. Yeah. ECW was ridiculous. Like, it was scary to watch at times on how hardcore it was. But uh, back in the day, that was a style of wrestling. That's what it was all about. And if you wanted to be a wrestler at that time, and if you wanted to go in a promotion like ECW, you have to, as I said, high-risk moves and very dangerous situations that you put yourself in. And you can only do that for so long, but in the end, it was entertaining for the fans, and they did good, and personally, I wish it'd still be on TV so I could still watch it. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, def- definitely. And I, I wish, like, some of the old guys would return, like... Um I'll give you two two off the top of my head, and these are two of my favorites: um, Steve Blackman and X Pac. Yeah, absolutely. Two awesome choices too. X Pac is one of my heroes because he was a smaller guy, uh, kind of like myself, and he just mm-hmm. took the world by storm. And he was so technical. He was so good at everything he did. And Steve uh, Blackman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and C. Blackman, too, like, actual martial artist, like, tough dude, and he was awesome. He was so entertaining. Yeah, I wish both of them came back. Oh, absolutely, and I've actually met X-Pac personally, so, so yeah, that was that was a few years ago. Oh, wow. That was awesome. So. Actually, I'm pretty sure I, I remember X-Pac... telling you about me, huh? Uh, actually, Which right thing? now I heard x X-Pac, uh, Kevin Nash, and I think Razor Ramon, they're doing a big show out in England right now. Which wow. would be pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I guess oh, yeah. X-Pac's still wrestling, just not in the WWE. Wow. And um, I think it would be cool to see, like, a, like a reunion, uh, between, like, on WWE with the Hart family. That would be really cool. Absolutely. Like, you know, be, have the Hart family come on roll and stuff, you know? That would oh, be great. For sure. Like, let's say if the Hart family yeah. came together and uh, DX came together and NWO came together, and in my, in my opinion, I believe those were the three, like, baddest group of wrestlers, and if they all came together and wrestled each other, that'd be so sweet. Oh, that would be one hell of a pay-per-view, wouldn't it? Oh, it would. And the fans would absolutely eat it up. they love it. <laughs> I'd watch it for sure. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I would, too. I would, you, you know, um, it is my goal to actually try to go to WrestleMania one year in my life. Um, that, that's one of my main main goals. Absolutely. I want to see WrestleMania so bad. It'd be... Personally, I'd love to wrestle in WrestleMania. That would be the number one biggest dream come true. But just to go there, see it live and the experience, I believe it'd be absolutely amazing and wonderful. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I I would love to eventually meet um, meet, uh, meet you and, and Bruce and and Bob Johnson, and, and meet some of the guys, because, like I said, I, I hold you guys close to my heart as well, and, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's amazing that I know you guys, so. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like, we have to get you to come down here for the Calgary Stampede. It's a big outdoor show that lasts 10 days, and hopefully we could get a wrestling show started by then. But, yeah, you should come down and come visit us, or we'll come visit you, one or the other, and we'll sit down, talk wrestling, and get to meet each other finally face-to-face. Oh, oh yeah, because I could talk wrestling for, like, hours and hours and hours. <laughs> and we're the right guys to do it, too, because we could do the exact same and absolutely love it. And, and that's the same thing with me in martial arts. I can do the same thing with martial arts and... You know, my instructor, Frank Dukes, as well, and in blood sport, you know, it's just it's just one of those things. Oh, for sure. Like, MMA, wrestling, I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, you, you know, and I, I, will, I will mention this. I think it's a shame that, you know, I think that it's a shame that Chris Benoit won't be in the Hall of Fame because of what happened. Yeah, I, I think they should have based it on what type of wrestler he was. I completely agree with you. Like what what happened with Chris Wall? Like that is such a terrible, terrible story, and I'm very unhappy that that happened. But Chris Wall, like despite what he did, he was one of the best wrestlers in the business, and awesome, amazing wrestler. Came out of Edmonton. Came, trained here with Bruce, got trained by Bruce, and he was phenomenal. He was amazing, and if he didn't do that, they'd throw him in the Hall of Fame, and or do what he did, sorry. They would throw him in the Hall of Fame, fame in an instant yeah, exactly. because of everything he did for the WWE. Have you heard that they're actually making a movie called The Crossface, and it's going to be about that situation? I just hope that they're not putting it in a negative light and just to make a quick buck because you know how Hollywood is. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm looking very forward to seeing that movie, but, yeah, hopefully they don't tear him down too much and hopefully they don't make him out to look like something he wasn't. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm definitely going to watch that when that comes out, and I'm very excited to see it. Oh, absolutely, and... uh, we only have, like, two or three minutes left. So do you have any uh, final thoughts for my audience? Or I mean, you can always come back to the show. You do know that, right? I mean, you can always come oh, back to the show. Oh, for sure, and I definitely will be back on the show. I absolutely enjoy talking to you, Justin. I'm a big fan of yours. But uh, well, any thoughts? Just uh, keep the sport alive. Keep watching wrestling, and... Uh, to all my fans out there and all the fans of wrestling, please support your indie shows and lower companies and keep the sport alive for the new up-and-comers like myself. And uh, mm-hmm. support wrestling, support the athletes. If you guys can do that, it would mean the world to me. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, Tim, you still got to add me on Facebook, my friend. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, do that right now. I'm sorry. It completely slipped my mind. But, uh, yeah, yeah uh, I was gonna tell you, I was gonna tell you the other day, but my phone had died when we were when we were really talking, and I was like, I was like, damn, <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. But yeah, as soon as I get home, I'll add you up uh, as soon as possible. Probably within like five minutes here, I'll add you up. <laughs> 
Okay, well, uh, Tim, I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap up the show here, and uh, thank you for uh, filling in for uh, Bruce Hart Jr. and uh, Tor- uh, Tori Hart, and uh, I'm sure even though they weren't able to make it, they'll um, make another show, so, yeah. Oh, absolutely, and thank you very much for having me on your phone, Justin. Justin, I really appreciate oh, it. absolutely, absolutely. If there's anything I can do for you, Tim, at all, you, you let me uh, know. So. I definitely will. And vice versa, if you ever need me on your show, ever want me, just hit me up on Facebook, contact Bob, or be on your show any day of the week. Oh, a- absolutely. And, uh, and and like I said, it's it's a great honor to know you. And uh, when, whenever I get a request from you on Facebook, I'm gonna send you a. Um, I'm gonna send you a personal message with my personal info, so you can get a hold of me outside of Facebook and social media if you need to, or if you just want to, you know, talk wrestling and whatnot, or just whatever. So. Right on, and I absolutely love that. Thank you, Justin. So, and uh, please, and please uh, give the Hart family my love and, and respect, and I'll be. Uh, Talk to you again soon, Tim. All right. Thank you so much, Justin, and I'll definitely do that for you. Absolutely, my friend. Take care. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a great interview. I really enjoyed it. But I'm going to wrap up the show here and I will be back on Monday evening for a show with um, Gordon Rakusa, the author of Shidoshi and also a special guest. So Stay tuned for that, and I hope you have enjoyed tonight's podcast, and I will try to have Bruce Hart Jr. and Tori Hart on a future episode. Take care, everybody.